This show is brought to you by listeners and viewers like you. EvanX.com Tesla Accessories, our TeslaOwnersOnline.com community, and our Patreon supporters at Patreon.com slash TeslaOwnersOnline. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page. Today is May 6th. This is episode, uh, what is it, Ian? 102? 102 now. I think so, yeah. Yes, yes. So Ian is joining me, and so is Raj from the Tesla Raj YouTube channel. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Trev. Good. Well, thank How are you. How you? Uh, um, well, I'm, I'm pretty darn good. I mean, um, you know, we've uh, we had a little bit of a hiatus there from the last show, but that's good because we get a bunch of Tesla news that kind of piles up. So now's the time to actually get into some of that stuff. So um, we have a number of Tesla things that we want to talk about tonight, uh, but I thought it would be really fun to talk about SpaceX first. Um, because yesterday they had the epic landing. So I'm going to share out my screen here. For those of you listening on the podcast, well, you'll get to <laughs> you'll get to listen in. Uh, if you want to see exactly what we're going to be talking about, well, tune into the YouTube channel, and then you guys can see what we're talking about. So we're going to um, fast forward a little bit here. This is the official SpaceX feed from the serial, num uh, serial number 15 landing, and uh, we're going to watch the, uh, the landing. Oh, can you guys hear the sound okay? Yep, it's coming through fine. Yeah, good little rumble yep. here. Okay, here we go. Now, of course, they've been launching into the clouds the last two episodes, so they get a lot of dropouts. Ignition. Here we go. Starship heading back to the landing zone. Come on, come on, nail it. Well, we know how this ends. We do, but for those of you who haven't seen it. <laughs> We're going to the moon. We're going to Mars, baby. Yeah. There we go. This was the part that I was most nervous about until well, the smoke cleared. Yeah, we're all like, stay up, stay up, stay up, stay up, <laughs> yeah. stay up. You know? Exactly. And uh, a little bit of a fire on the end. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, They don't no. have enough water suppression. I think they need and to. And Starbase Flight Control has confirmed, as you can see on the live video, we are down. The Starship has landed. Sweet. We're going through the safing sequence in the flight computer right now. We'll be back in a moment. All right, we'll pause that. Let's talk about this. This was pretty epic. Oh, wow. It was so good. So uh, good. I mean, it's so 15. Has it been 15 times that they've uh No, this is, they, they've done this. Uh, they've only been doing this program for five months now. Yeah, so but it, how is, many yeah. actual attempts? Was five or six? Eight, nine, 10, 11, and 15. So that's this is the fifth attempt. Fifth. Okay. Oh, okay. So right. I mean, yeah. for I mean, just to understand the size of that thing. <laughs> I mean, that's not to... that I'm saying that, like, you know, landing the prior uh, rockets was easy, but I mean, he definitely made it look easy because now it just nails it every single time. But this thing is like leaps and bounds, bigger and heavier, and just like ridiculous. If you look back and see the ones that didn't land, you're like, what the heck? And so to see that land is. Uh, that skills. Yeah. Well, they make, <laughs> they make the Falcon 9 look easy, uh, but this is a completely different animal. We're talking about new engine, a new design, a new method of landing. Yeah. Nobody's done this belly flop thing before. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty incredible what they've been able to pull off. Now, I think it's important to remember here, this is serial number 15. They say there was a, about 100 changes that they've implemented on this particular model compared to all the others that they'd done prior. So whatever changes that they've done, if it was, in fact responsible for that well they certainly nailed it this time again remember this is a test program so they have a lot of other things they want to do i think they said um i think serial number 16 is in the shed 
So it's getting ready. Uh, should be able to launch in about two weeks' time. And they're currently building, what is it, BN2 or BN3? That's the booster, which yeah. is a monster. Yeah. Don't forget, folks, what you've been seeing is only one-third of the finished rocket. They still have a first-stage <laughs> booster, which is going to push this whole thing up. They're saying um, serial number 20 should be the full stack, and that's what they want to do an orbital flight with. So that Jeez. should be really impressive. So they got to hustle and finish up that launch tower. <laughs> have you guys been watching yeah. the progress that's been going on at Boca Chica? Watching like NASA Space Flight Channel and stuff? Not much. Mm. I, I, you know, I try and catch uh, all of the, the Come Starship landing A couple landing space attempts, nerds and yeah. you're not watching what's going on? I, <laughs> it's <laughs> just it's springtime in the real business, dude. There's not enough hours. I know, I know, I'm just teasing you. Anyways, they're making yeah. lots of progress. They've uh, they built an orbital tower. Um, a launch pad, if you will, which is a bunch of pipes out of the ground. And they've got this huge steel structure they're going to put on top of that. And then beside that, they've got a concrete uh, pillar thing. And then they've got this steel girder thing. I think it's going to end up looking very similar to what they built or they refurbished at per, uh, pad 39A. But yeah, much, 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 much taller mm -hmm. uh, than what they've done there. So, And uh, remains to be seen because Elon has said they, they want to attempt to catch this booster. So I don't know how the hell they're going to do that. I never question anymore. It's like he's like says things, and I'm just like, all right, just just well, go the, ahead. Well, yeah, the thing is, is that he says things, and and you know they have plans to attempt it, and if it doesn't work, well, okay, fine, we'll just move on to something else. Well, to that yeah. point, <laughs> I was gonna say, did either of you guys see that article that came out in the Atlantic today? About what? Well, about the 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 actual fact that they did it. You know, and it was, um, you know, we're all very sensitive about how both Tesla and SpaceX are portrayed in the media oh. and how there's so much negative press and FUD and everything else. You know, and The Atlantic is a pretty pointy um, publication <laughs> at times. You know, they go after people pretty hard uh, on a lot of things. But this, I, I won't call it gushing praise, but it was pretty damn positive. And uh, I should find the title on it. It was great. It was like, it looks like Tesla sort of really kind of is going to go to Mars is kind of the, the title of the thing. And um, they go through like all the gyrations as to how this happened. But I mean, it's basically saying, yeah, this is real. These guys are not joking around anymore. This thing works and they're going to Mars. Was, you know what you I thought know, was interesting is the timing of this particular landing, you know, picture perfect and all the other stuff. It's just a perfect period at the end of the sentence from the two other companies that lost out to the um, human landing system <laughs> contract saying, oh, you know, we didn't get a chance to stuff. And here's Elon going, Pfft. Can you guys do this? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was oh a, it, my god, it was a hell of a mic drop. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. That article was like, I, I'm guessing you're hinting at that article, right? That was just, I mean, it just made, you know, Jeff B just be like, it's just crying like a baby. Like, I didn't get picked. What about you know the rest of us? Like, dude, I I don't see anything. I don't see you doing anything. I mean, do something, and maybe you'll get consideration. Yeah. Um, well, I, you have to hand it to NASA. I mean, they hand it out to tender and contracts, and they picked the best winner based on technology that was proven. At this point, the only thing that we've seen from Bezos's company was yeah. a mock-up of a lunar lander. Like, how much engineering yeah. did they actually do? Um, yeah. In, in a lot of ways, I mean, yeah, it would have been fair for everybody to participate in stuff, but you got to look at what Elon's doing. It says, look, we're going to build a single rocket or maybe two variants, one that'll be Mars-bound and one that'll be Moon-bound. And we're already in the test phase program. We're not doing concepts at this yeah. point. We're actually testing this stuff. I mean, you have to yeah. remember, too, NASA has to look at it in the sense, I'm sorry, I don't want to turn this into a SpaceX podcast, but, <laughs> you know, they want to go to the moon by 2024. 
I mean, that's a yeah. that's an insanely short amount of time. And, you know, Ian and I grew up watching the Apollo program, and, like, they went from nothing to on the moon in eight years, but that was 500,000 people and how many thousands of contractors working on this, and then NASA's basically picking one contractor. Um, so, you know, SpaceX has got to hustle. they got a lot of work ahead of them. So, anyways, fun to talk about. It's interesting. But um, we're here for the Tesla news, so let's move on and talk about the Tesla news. All right, let me share out my screen one more time here, and let's get the show on the road. It's always fun. All right, our first article comes from our friends at Teslarati. Uh, let's bring this up so you guys can see that. All right, so it looks like Tesla has sold out their production for Q2 of 2021 already. I mean, we're, we're halfway through the quarter, and they've already uh, met their quota for that. So um, it looks like... Uh, production capacity Q2 2021 bodes well for EV makers. You have to remember, I mean, if we look at the Q1 numbers, that was all, all in the back of Model 3 and Model Y. No S's and X's delivered. And apparently no S's and X's coming anytime soon either. So... Didn't he say on the financial call, like, I, uh, I, I think in June? It. I, th I think mm. we might see just a little dribble towards the end of the quarter. Uh, I, I would, I would certainly hope so. But that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how many of those cars they sell compared to the three and the Y? Oh, it'll be a uh, tiny, tiny, tiny. It, fragment, it'll yeah. be, it'll be a fraction of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to see the S's and X. Everybody's been waiting for these cars way too long. Um, but this is all on the backs of, um, of, of three and Y. So very, very impressive. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's Tesla possible for Tesla to hit a million cars this year? If all goes well, I let's be I, conservative. Let's call it eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand? Can I get eight hundred? Eight hundred thousand for sure. I'm in for eight hundred. No yeah. problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's. <laughs> I I think. Well, I, I think the other thing is is like S and X are coming this year delayed. You know, later. So that's still going to be counted for this year. Um, those orders are already in. Um, and then just the demand on why I'm telling you it's insane. Like, oh, okay, people so you're, are just you're like, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. What have you seen? You've seen a lot. I mean, I've noticed quite a number of whys in in our the area amount here. of threes and whys is just ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Like every other car and people that I thought were had no idea about vehicles or weren't even looking at next cars, whatever. Like they're all of a sudden I'm getting a why. I'm like, okay, this is it's. It's different than the three. Um, the takeoff is much higher uh, than the three. The three took there was a ramp, yeah. um, but mm -hmm. here it's like this they hit is the ground just running like, pretty quickly with the, with the Y. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've noticed. Um, I think so. Anecdotally, I mean, just from watching cars driving around, I'm seeing a lot of Ys, brand new. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. on the forums and stuff, there's a lot of people talking about. Oh, I'm taking my delivery of the Y. I'm not hearing quite as much about the three anymore. It's mostly the Y. I mean. We are North America. We love our little SUVs, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. <laughs> Interestingly, in Quebec, there's still a hell of a lot of threes moving because it's eligible for both the federal uh, yeah, in you, an SR Plus. It's a, you can get the five thousand dollars from the federal government and the eight thousand dollars from Quebec, so you can be rolling uh, yeah. an SR Plus out the door here for about forty thousand bucks Canadian. You know that would be what, thirty deal. US. You know maybe a little under depending on the exchange rate on giving on the day. Yeah. So just in my need in the three blocks around my house, there are six count them six uh, threes, including one right next door to me, and two Ys just popped up. Oh, so wow. we're taking over. We're taking over here, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think and and the Y is that you know there as families. It, 
as families grow, right? You know, you're, you're going from like, like for me right now, a Y would be perfect. Like it would be the most ideal vehicle for me to have uh, for my family. And so as you grow, you're looking at a new vehicle, something that fits your growth of your family, your kids now. And the price of a Model Y with seven seats is like the best value bar none. Like the amount of space you have, the cargo space you have, the room for, you know, as your kids mature out of a car seat and they can go use a third row. I get it, third row is not ideal for, you know, but you're a child for a while before you outgrow that third row seat and you can leverage that. And as a kid, like I would, I would hang out back there. I want to be as far away from my parents as I can. So, <laughs> of course. Why not? Raj, did you, did you entertain the thought about going to a Y there for a little while or? I still do. Um, I am at this like very weird crossroad where it's like, I want one, but my two biggest qualms are I don't want to spend 10 K for FSD again. Oh, yeah. That's mm. why I was pushing for FSD transferability. Mm. Um, and I've got a pre-order for a Cybertruck. So it's kind of like between the ah. two, do I wait for the Cybertruck or do I get a Y now? So I'm trying to like just hold tight for the truck because also for the truck, I got FSD at 7K. So it's like, yeah, you locked in like I did. yeah and the Cybertruck is a little bit more versatile. It may not be necessarily family friendly, but it's got six seats. So I don't know. I, uh, I think you'll find the Cybertruck to be very family friendly. The interior yeah, space yeah. is very, very close to um, Model X, which you know tickles my fancy. We get the Model X windshield. The fact that you got a bed on there. I mean, it, I think it's mm-hmm. going to check a lot of boxes off there. I mean, I've never been a pickup truck guy, right? Me but neither. there's just something about this stupid truck that is just like, I want one so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was called a, a pretty boy in the comments because I clearly did not know that a truck doesn't need to be parked in the garage. And I had a video that I made where it doesn't fit in the garage. And like, oh, man, those comments, if you want a good time, go check out the comments My, on mine doesn't the Cybertruck doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, mine doesn't fit in the garage. I know that for a fact. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on. The next article comes from our friends at Inside EVs. Now, Ian had popped this one in because I had completely forgotten about this because we were talking about the Q1 uh, numbers. Now, we're not really going to get into the Q1 numbers. There's other better <laughs> channels out there that can this, that can look at that stuff. Um, you know, channels like Rob Maurer, for example, at Tesla, Tesla Daily does a, a really great job looking at uh, Tesla financials. Mm-hmm. But we thought we'd talk about this because this one uh, was largely overlooked by the industry and it's titled, this is why Tesla hasn't been affected by the global chip shortage. So um, the article basically goes in and talks, um, uh, there's a little snippet in here and I'll read it here kind of verbatim. It says in Q1, and this is Elon or the company pointed out Tesla says in Q1, we were able to navigate through global chip supply shortages issues in part by pivoting extremely quickly to new microcontrollers while simultaneously developing firmware for new chips made by new suppliers. Now, Ian, you're in the car industry. Mm-hmm. You've seen it from both ends. Um, yep. What are your thoughts on this? All the guys we deal with are having a hell of a time. I mean, this is industry-wide, you know, all the legacy automakers to one degree or another are suffering. And it doesn't take much. I mean, you know, one key component's missing, that's it. You've got a production line shut down. So uh, it's it's serious. And it's what's heartbreaking is we're, you know, it, it theoretically should be an excellent year for the auto industry because we're sort of in recovery mode, right? I mean, sales were really ramping up nicely across all segments. And all of a sudden, eh, the brakes come on because there's there's just no chips uh, available. So this to me was like 
such a beautiful snapshot of what's brilliant about Tesla. I mean, the fact everybody's like, oh, well, they, they just do things like you know, so last minute. No, 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 no. They're agile. This is like, it's a big company that acts like it has all of the advantages of a small one in terms of how it thinks and how it operates. And to be able to instantly jump out of the box and change configurations, go to these uh, microcontrollers, whatever, on the fly is is brilliant. I mean, it means it show, it's, a, it's a beautiful demonstration of how they can weather a storm. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was super impressive. I think it's also important to remember that because Tesla has over-the-air software updates, they have the ability, and the cars are engineered this way, by the way, they have the ability over the, the communication buses to actually go and talk to uh, not only their software uh, and their controllers, but also third-party controllers. They have the ability to go in and target different modules, window control mm -hmm. modules, uh, windshield wiper control modules. The, Tesla doesn't make those. They buy those things off the shelf, but they have the ability to go in and change the firmware on those things through software updates. Car manufacturers can only do that if you bring it to a dealer and they plug it into their computers and they can do the software updates. Um, this is pretty evident if you've done software updates and maybe you kept your car in the garage and you hear the clicks and the bumps and all kinds of things going on in the car. Uh, that's and if I can put a pause on that, if you've never done that, especially if you have a garage where it's really quiet, yeah. go in, shut all the lights off and sit there the whole 20 minutes through the update. Man, is that a show. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. this whole little sci-fi. It's spooky, actually. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but I did tweet a video of um, a mass software update, and I think it was in, Sh was it Shanghai oh, yeah. or Fremont, uh, where Tesla was sending out a, a mass update to all the cars sitting in the, and you could see all the lights flashing in the, yeah. So, yeah, but it's the sound. It does the weird thing. Well, they're, they're cycling. Yeah. I mean, certain modules can move and stuff, and they're cycling all that stuff. So that's part of the software update. It's not just the, what you see on the screen. They have the ability to go down to right. everything in the car and touch them if they need to. So that's a big differentiator uh, with these guys compared to everybody else. So anyways, I thought it was pretty yeah. interesting, and they've been able to weather it quite well. I mean, that's why Tesla's I mean, doing so well. I mean, what is it? Uh, we saw Ford. I saw an article, unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me here, but they had a whole bunch of cars that are basically paused. I have a friend of mine, by the way, there's a, a, a Honda plant not very far from where we live here, where they make Civics and all this other stuff. They were shut down because they, yep. they, they didn't have any chips. And Elon has yes. said this before. I mean, when during the Model 3 product ramp, he says, you know, stuff like, well, the car has about 7,000 parts. If we have one part that we can't get, you can't make a car. I mean... There are, I mean, there's stories of some manufacturers building cars and a part's missing and they sit them on the lot and then they go in and fix them after the fact. But, you know, if, if you're missing a USB cable or you're missing a camera or something like that, that's that's a very difficult thing. You can't just tear the car apart and go back in retrofit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, you have a chip shortage and uh, that controller is governing something that's deep inside the car, outside of a, maybe a radio or something that can be pulled out of the stack. Um, yeah, you can't make cars. Pretty obvious. So, yeah. Um, Tesla's pretty agile. They can change things around and stuff. So, Raj, you looked like you wanted to yeah. jump in back there. Did you ask? Go ahead. Else? No, I was just, I was just going to ask you, Ian, because I mean, you, you've, you've got the experience with this. But what are the, like, I guess, what parts are using these chips on Legacy Auto, like today, a non, you know, Tesla? Where are these chipsets being, you know, used? I think, you know, Trevor was uh, mentioning something about, uh, like, the the window module controller. Like, from someone like me, like, I don't yeah. know what's inside the vehicle and i'm sure there's others that are listening that probably don't know but where are these where are these chips well this this is what's and again one of the genius things about tesla architecture is so much of it is centralized you don't have that many computers 
in a uh, in a Tesla compared to the legacies where just body controllers alone, you can have sometimes 10 different boxes, 10 actual little CPUs that are controlling different aspects of the vehicle, you know, all talking to the central one, which is usually the drivetrain controller, which becomes mm-hmm. the central brain, but so much of the rest of it, you know, there's one for the climate control, one for entertainment, one for, you know, Jeez. whatever's going on in the back of the car. Yeah, all so you can have up to 10 of these modules and all you need is one chip missing, you know, one processor missing to build one of these modules, and that's it. That module yeah. stops. You don't have it. So, so in a Tesla, <laughs> I mean, there's things like the yeah. Ian mentioned there's body controllers. There's controllers for the doors that you know actuate yeah. things like the windows, the windshield wipers. Uh, Raj, if you want a good example, just uh, peek underneath your driver or your passenger side seat. And you'll see lots of modules mm-hmm. under there. That's all part of that system. There's modules that govern things like the airbags, the seat controllers, all that stuff, sensors. Cars have a lot of chips in them these days. You know, we always think yeah. that Tesla has a lot of chips, everybody else, but no, gas cars have a lot of them too. But they don't have the <laughs> over-air update abilities, and that's really yes. what sets them apart in a lot of ways. But, okay. So, moving on. Our next article has uh, has to talk about the referral program. So, apparently... Let's go into Inside EVs here, and we'll just take a look at that. Look at that beautiful roadster. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, referral program. Um, for those of you who might be just joining uh, our channel, maybe you're not aware, maybe you're just trying to get your feet wet in the Tesla environment, uh, let me just give you a little primer. Tesla does not spend money on traditional advertising. So in lieu of that, what they do is they have something called a referral program. And the referral program has changed over the years several different times. There have been physical prizes. There have been non-physical prizes. There's been benefits in certain ways. And the benefits of, have, have been for typically both the buyer and the referee. Referrer. Refer, okay, so I got that straight. Um, <laughs> The, the latest iteration of the referral program now is a 1,000 miles or 1,500 kilometers of free supercharging for both parties. So somebody buys a car, they use a referral code, everybody gets a little a little bonus. So anyway, scuttlebutt going around is that uh, Tesla spent some $23 million on this free supercharging they've handed out to everybody. Obviously, with the pandemic situation going on, not a lot of people are driving anymore. And of course, these supercharging miles also expire up to a maximum of 36 months. In my case, uh, I'm good until about April of 2023. Yeah. Uh, There was a six-month extension that Tesla gave us last year because of the pandemic, but since then, we haven't had anything else. So if you don't use the miles, you you lose them. So apparently what's going to potentially happen, and the scuttlebutt going around, is that it's going to be an app-based referral program uh, promoting in-person uh, referrals, so test drives. So rather than spamming or whatever, trying to get people to use a referral code, that it'll be more of a, a personal one-on-one to try and get people to be more personable in the sense that you take somebody for a ride, they like it, then you can pull it up in your phone and maybe give them a QR code or something to that effect. Anyways, yeah. we don't know what the benefits are at this point. They haven't they haven't spelled it out. So uh, we're expecting to see this fairly shortly. There was an article, and I don't have it here, but there was something that just popped up today. And uh, it looked like it might have been sort of um, an early version of this or something like that. Anyways, I don't have all the details. I'll I'll look it up. Yeah, exactly. Sneak peek or something like that. So anyways, um, these kind of things usually come about. Um, Tesla will not usually announce it. It just kind of happens and something will change in your app. You'll update your app and then, you know, the loot box or change or something like that. So... Uh, we'll be on the lookout changing this. What do you guys think? I mean, is the re- current referral program okay with you? Do you think it needs to change? Um, 
What do you, what do you, what yeah. are your thoughts about it? I don't know. It's, it's okay. I mean, you know, to be honest, the, the expiration date kind of, it kind of sucks. Like, it's yeah. like, Hey, if I got it, just let me, just let me just have it and, you know, and, and, and use it. Like I've got a, I've got a ton of miles. I don't even know how many I have, but you know, I've got a ton and it's going to expire in 2023. I don't, I mean, we got a couple of road trips this year. Um, but I mean, it's a ton. And then, you know, I'd have to get a secondary. Uh, what I do like is that you can put two cars on your account and both cars will pool from those. Yeah. Acquired, because, or, yeah. It's not per car. It's, it's a pool that goes into your account. Yeah. yeah. But that means, and that's another 50 K car. I got to drop down. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, listen, a thousand miles is, is awesome for someone who's just getting started for, for those that are referring the, the new referee. Um, you know, I've always been a, a proponent of, you know, like I know they went off the deep end giving out cars and congrats to you, Trevor. I hate you. But when you get yours, um, but you know, I've been like the fan of like, just give me some swag. Like, let me get a shirt, a hat, yeah. something like, you mm -hmm. know, like they used to give out, um, I have this really cool Tesla suitcase. I think you have one too, have Trevor. A, well, I um, didn't win yeah. it. A friend of mine gave it to me. So it's a really yeah, nice suitcase. I, yeah. Yeah. Just like cool little things like that, you know, especially also cause you know that Tesla is like, whenever they come out with an item, it's got there's a there's an element of that that has some uniqueness that has some it's like a it's like a supreme kind of merchandise that you know you want to keep it and not mm -hmm. touch it and it's got value you, you to mean it like so the bottle like, of tesla Kila behind you yes exactly <laughs> like that so maybe these people who have a lot of referrals you know they they get something something unique something that's special just that appreciate it's about appreciation. I mean, yeah. you know, Tesla's not spending any money um, on advertising. I get it. Some people look at it as like, well, you know what? I sold X. Like, I don't sit here and calculate how many referrals I made, how much is each car, and how much profit I brought into Tesla. I get it. I brought in a lot. And my mom has said this to me too. She's like, well, does Tesla pay you? And I'm like, no. And I don't really care because I like it and I want to promote the message. I want people to get it. And the people who buy the car, it's not about – I getting anything out of it it's about them loving what they bought and if they come back to me and go like dude i love my car i'm like that's awesome great you know but if tesla's gonna say hey i'm gonna give you something and you want my opinion on it like cool give me something give me something cool right now the miles i'm like it's okay yeah it's I've, super fun I've got a lot of miles too but i'm never going to use them and yeah you know if it, it would be really nice i'd like to pay it forward if they gave us the ability to transfer or donate them or something mm -hmm. yeah i'd love i would i would do that yeah, like my buddy, he just bought his uh, Model Three, and um, he used my referral code, so he got a thousand. Um, and he's so excited about taking a road trip to visit his family out in Arizona. And I was like, dude, if I could have given you some miles, I'd give you like another five thousand miles on top of that. Like, enjoy that whole trip for free. Yeah, but yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, but I, I, I think know. in we'll a lot of ways, I mean, with. just it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, a nice jacket would be a nice corporate jacket or something. Yes, or something yes. unique. I mean, Tesla at one point. I mean, you have to remember the early days of the of the referral program. They had smaller physical prizes i mean they had the tesla owner puff jacket have you seen those the winter mm -hmm. or the spring yeah. you know it said your name on quilted. it yeah well they had them quilted and stuff um yeah they had that luggage piece which was nice and then it got mm -hmm. a little crazy and they started giving away power walls and sets of wheels and um mm -hmm. and then they graduated to cars which got really out of hand in a hurry yeah um and i think you know that whole thing about you know i, I get why they're doing it a it's very costly to them so yeah. reevaluate that piece but at the same time you don't want people shoving referral down your throat i think that was like the other piece of it is yeah. like you know just being appropriate with it you know like um i think 
when I first started my YouTube channel, I mentioned it a couple times and then I, you know, started to read and see how people took it. Um, and people didn't really like the mentioning of it. And so I just said, ah, you know what, fine. I'm not going to mention anything, whatever. It's sitting down in the comments. If you want to go in and look it up and use it, go ahead. And then it's like people started using it. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm not talking it's about it. You're using funny how it that works, fine. eh? I, it's, the, it's been the same thing for me. I never, ever mention it. I never plug it. It's, yeah. it's the only place you can find it publicly is in the comments on this show. And I still somehow managed to get, I don't know, about 20 people into Teslas. And, and thank you, every one of you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I, 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 I'm, I, I just get a little thrill. I was like, hey, somebody actually used yeah. my code. That means you really tried. I mean, you had to go digging to the yeah. end of the internet. I did, I did notice a, a rather large explosion of YouTube channels when the last <laughs> program started. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh man, I might have a chance at a rooster oh, or something. No, so, remember the stories? People were buying billboards and putting. Oh like, well, I mean, that got, got totally yeah, out of control. Yeah, that that got that out of hand. Like, I mean, was, I, I know on the forum we had some people that were very much abusing the system um, in such a way. Yeah. They're spamming people, yeah. private messages, and all kinds of stuff. So we had to put the, we had to put a stop to that. And anyways, um, it is what it is. It's moved on. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do the, the next time around. Um, I mean, I look at the referral program in terms of previous ones, and there's some stuff they still haven't delivered yet. I mean, what was it? The bore, drive a is boring it? machine, race a semi truck oh. around a track. Well, what about that? shooting our name into space? I never heard. Yeah, that one too. That. that still hasn't yeah. happened yet. They did have the Falcon Heavy launch, though. They they, they did deliver on that one. Yeah, that was yeah. a couple couple years ago, or, 20, or the 2018 for the first one, I think it was, right? Um, well, I'll I'll tell you, I would love some swag just because I can't even use the supercharging miles, right? Mm. I got them. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. I, if in theory I'm compensated because I get twice as many chances to win a car, but I never win anything. Oh, so you know what? Really you, we might as well take a moment that. and talk about that because that's brought up too. Because yeah. if you look at the referral program, um, you know they have a draw of a Model Y yeah. and a Roadster, and I, yeah. I know, mm -hmm. and it's come up on Twitter. Uh, I yeah. even asked. Uh, recently, I said, has anybody else heard um, any more winnings about the Model Y? Because we only know of two cases, phys uh, like publicly, of people that mm -hmm. won the Model Y, right? There was somebody in the U.S. and there was another couple, I think it was in China or something, right? Taiwan, I thought. Or, ta or Taiwan, yeah, it could be it. Um, and since yeah. then, nothing. And So um, I know two in the U.S., uh, one that I made the video on, and then another one somebody reached out to me okay. um, and was actually asking me, hey, how do I sell or like where do you recommend I sell my car? And I was oh, like, okay. oh, and then like he kind of was like, almost being a little cryptic about it. And then, and so then I asked him, I was like, Hey, by any chance, did Tesla tell you that you're not allowed to talk about this? And he goes, no. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, you won. And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So they're happening, but it's really weird that it's just, mm -hmm. it's very, very quiet. So yes. And you that's know, the thing that I thought, it, I mean, it, I, well, the thing you have to remember, we're very involved with social media with the Tesla environment and yeah, you know, we would certainly expect somebody wins a Tesla. Man, they're going to go on social media and, yeah. and then just broadcast to everybody. But the reverse yeah. has happened. We've heard very little about this. Matter of fact, and speaking of which, they're supposed to be doing uh, uh, roadster draws. We've had zilch. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I'm also, I mean, it would not surprise me that maybe they're not doing those draws yet because the car's not even in production yet. So what's the rush? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That I mean, makes it sense. It doesn't spell out in, I mean, if you look at the, I don't have it here, but if you look at the referral program, it says we'll do a roadster uh, draw every quarter, but they don't Once tell you quarter, yeah. when they're going to begin them or what quarter they're going to do it in. 
That's so, true. That's so true. Anyways. Or maybe they are picking them and they'll announce them once the roadster That's, actually. Because yeah. like think about it, right now, everyone who's won a roadster, i.e. Trevor, you know, like <laughs> there is this bit of anxiety of like anxiousness, like, okay, when am I gonna get it? When am I gonna get it? When am I gonna get it? Like, you know? And so I mean, obviously if you let a bunch of other people know, they might also get just as anxious and keep Well, I'll believe it when I see it. It's in my account. <laughs> When it shows up in the driveway, that'll then it'll be real. Or when I get the phone call, Dude, your car is here. You're gonna get, get you're gonna get the car. Do you really think they're gonna stiff you on this? That's not gonna no, happen. No, and on. you know what? If you uh, there was some discussion about this on Twitter yesterday, uh, some people were saying something like, "Well, they're never gonna deliver those roadsters and stuff." And and actually, our friend Ryan piped up, and he said, "You know, the time to renege on that was before putting them in people's Tesla's account." And exactly. I agree with that. Right? Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, snap, these guys are really going to get it. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> it just got real. Yeah. Yeah. It just so got when real. Ryan said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll see what transpires. But, uh, anyways, moving on, let's talk about Cybertruck. Oh, I'm going to be tooting my own horn here a little bit, eh? <laughs> you know what? The other day I decided, I, I was looking, because I, oh, you can't see it here, but I have a, a Roadster. Um, diecast model up here and tesla makes some really nice diecast models by the way if you're not aware of this tesla has other than the model y and the Cybertruck, uh they have a three they have an s they have an x and uh the uh, tesla semi uh beautiful highly detailed diecast models they sell on their shop and it's shop.tesla.com um i think they're all 175 dollars now they start a little higher they've come down in price yeah. now beautiful models collector's items if you will and i thought you know what? I haven't seen a Model Y or even a Cybertruck one, so I figured I'd just hop on uh, Twitter and just tag Elon and uh, Franz and Javier Vendura, who also works in the Tesla Design Studio. Not a lot of people follow him. But anyways, I, he and I have a pretty good rapport. And uh, I just sent out a tweet. I said, any idea when we can expect an official Tesla Cybertruck diecast model in the Tesla shop? Didn't expect a response. I just thought I'd just put it out there. Maybe people might retweet it. Well, Javier responded. He says, working on it. So I'm like, oh, yes, finally, it is going to happen. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I also heard through other channels, and I can't confirm this, um, but they're waiting to release until the factory is is ready to go. So I don't think we'll see it necessarily right now. So it'll sort right of be now. concurrent with the, yeah. the truck starting to come yeah, off the line. And, and, and I find that surprising in a lot of ways because... And I had a discussion with Ryan after the fact uh, about certain things, and... Um, if you think about it, like why there's, they're selling the Tesla semi-truck diecast model right now, and it's not even product. I mean, they're going to start now, but they were already doing it I, before, right? I think I have your answer. Okay. What do you think? You know what that suggests to me is there must be some significant difference between the prototype and what's actually going to go into the production. When I say significant, I don't mean like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a different shape or something, but a detail on the bumper, the headlights, something that they've changed. And I think they want the die cast to represent what that's going to be. And obviously uh-huh. they don't want to show that until the truck is ready to So present. Ian, you make a very good point because I used to think exactly the same thing, but I don't anymore. And here's why. Okay. We know from sightings of the recent Tesla semi-truck, there are some differences from what they're selling in the die cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily. Okay. I don't know. And I would expect to so see some... I would expect to see some differences. Um, I mean, look at the uh, Cybertruck RC model. It looks just like the prototype. 
And that's know true. That's out there, too, right? right? Yeah. Okay. So I think you just shot I, I, my argument down with that. Sorry. One. I just think we have to well, sort of divorce ourselves from the fact that Tesla is like wants to make sure that whatever toys or partnerships they have are exactly yeah. what they release. I don't think that yeah. needs to no, be the that's, case. That's true. I, I would I, I would side with that as well. It's like it, there is an element of like, hey, we want to keep it pretty exact to what it's going to look like, but I don't know. Are are you saying that the S and X are not like that there's things that are off? Because what about this whole door handles thing? There's still door handles on, on the RC car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And the semi-truck prototype had the same Model 3 door handles, but the production one doesn't. So, oh, that's right. You know, and and windows, those door handles windows, are present on the diecast, right? Uh, the Model 3, yes. The Model 3 door handles on the prototype are, are the same on the diecast. I'm saying the production that we've seen recently of the production or the, the pre-production semi-trucks that Tesla's been testing on the track and close-up photos um, don't have the Model 3 door handles anywhere. They have a pocket. And the windows Correct. are a little different. And it's a little longer here and there. Anyways, there are subtle differences. You have to put two side by side to really see them. But my point is, is that I don't think they need to be necessarily married to the final design. Okay. Uh, um, Roadster. Diecast model doesn't even have windshield wipers, <laughs> right? True, true. So, anyways, beat that one to dead horse. But uh, <laughs> we—that's uh, what we do. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to buy one as soon as it comes out. It's pretty cool. And if you haven't seen one of these in person, try to find somebody who has. You'll see. These aren't just uh, you know matchbox models. These are significant and like the the Roadster has like fabric. Um, uh, seat belts and and a flocked floor carpet and little. Uh, Wait, it did? Oh yeah. Have you not the seen the Roadster seat belts were fabric? They're fabric, man. I'm not kidding. Oh, Don't. I gotta go and look at uh, Zubin's again. Yeah, that's go, who's I look first at it. Look you'll see, yeah, you'll see. Um, you know, when you lift up the lift gate in the back and they've got the little, um, you know, the gas struts, they move in and out. Oh yeah, it's very detailed. The, it's like 180 yeah. parts in the damn thing. I haven't figured yeah. out how to take it apart, though. <laughs> it looks like the screws are all <laughs> hidden and stuff, so I don't know if it's glued together like an Apple product, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Um, speaking of Cybertruck, um, you guys have seen this Cyberlander thingy? This, uh, mm-hmm, this concept indeed. that they uh, tried to raise a bunch of money from, and uh, it's a pretty neat concept. Now, I don't want any YouTube strikes or something, so I'm going to keep the sound down here. We can just kind of watch this thing. Um, so here's here's the video of this thing. It's it, It's a... It's a camper built into the bed. It has solar panels, and it looks like it extends like four different things. They've got a little kitchen in there, a little bed, a ladder, seats that swivel, a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, so I have some thoughts on this. I want to hear what you guys think. Um, I think it's easy to make a render, but it's really hard to do production. <laughs> I, I Yes, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was my dig, right? I would caution people. Um, I mean, they were they were doing pre-sales on this thing for five thousand dollar deposit at first, and they've completely sold out of those things. I would caution people <clears throat> to be very careful about giving these guys any kind of money to this thing, especially. I, I mean, if it's an escrow, that's one thing. Um, but if it's uh, you know like the first batch where five thousand dollars over PayPal uh, and you have no recourse, yeah. I would be very, very careful about that. I mean, not not to say that I don't think it's a cool concept, but to do a concept and to actually build it in real life, yeah, I don't know. It's especially not even seeing the real deal. 
Like we haven't even seen the final final uh, final Cybertruck. Uh, how much is going to change yeah. and stuff? I mean, okay, fine. If you're doing things in 3D, you can make changes and stuff. But this thing looks super complicated. Like where are they going to where are they going to build all the actuators to lift this thing? I don't know. Yeah, you, you know what I would have loved to have seen them do is say like, okay, here hundred dollar refundable deposit Tesla style, right? Yeah. And here's what we hope to make. Um, and we should have a working prototype on X date. Uh, sign up if you're interested. You'll be the first to be able to order it. And on this date, we're going to present to you a working prototype. Yeah. Right. Was- Show it off. You know, get that buy in because 40 grand, like, God damn it, I could buy another Cybertruck. Uh, you know, like, I get it. it. This is, it's basically a little house. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, forty grand for a company that I've never heard before. I'm not saying that they can't do it. It's just, you know, we've seen a lot of people promise great things and not deliver. So, <laughs> I think it's a neat idea. But for forty thousand bucks, I think I would take that forty thousand and buy myself a little Airstream. Well, you that's what they're competing yeah. against, right? Is is the trailer? I think what this is going to appeal to is the real adventure off roader types. Who, you know, obviously, you don't taking a trailer off road is not the greatest of fun, you know, whereas if this is all built into the bed, uh, it makes it a lot, you know, a lot more usable if you want to go into really rough terrain. So, you know, for the true adventurers, I think it's a great idea. I'm not too concerned about, you know, the whole extension part of it. I mean, so many trailers now have these pop-outs, which work beautifully. So, I mean, anybody who's done work with pop-outs can probably figure out a way to make this thing work in four segments. I don't think it's impossible. But uh, I, I'm with you guys. I, I'd love to see a real physical example of it. Uh, well, we'll it'll also reduce of... drag because, right, you're not tugging something. You know, it's adding Excellent weight point, to the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to have – yeah. The, the mm-hmm. effect on the range would be minimal, whereas the trailer basically cut it in half, right? So, yeah. And there's a whole, you know, PETA part when you're, when you're supercharging. is like you, in a lot of cases you're going to have to uh, detach yes. your trailer to get into the stall. So it addresses a lot of those issues. There's no question this has huge advantages. I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people who, who really do want to travel and camp with the thing. But um, even the price, you know, again, a decent trailer, you know, well-equipped is going to be in that same price range. So I don't think that's a huge problem for anybody who's serious about traveling with it. But I'm also but like, listen, these guys it? got $50 million. Mm-hmm. You better damn make that. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. and they've gotten everyone's attention. Even um, yeah. uh, Lou from Unbox Therapy had a little short just on this. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing their it. own uh, crowdsourcing, right? to fund this thing so well like i said i think it's a cool concept uh whether they can actually um you know fulfill it uh remains to be seen like i said uh we haven't seen the final cybertruck we don't know how many changes they're going to make on this thing so anyways pretty neat but um yeah buyer beware that's all i have to say fine lab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your tesla's paint leather carpet plastic and wheels effectively blocking all those uv rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby fine lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating check us out at finelab.com that's spelled f-e-y-n-l-a-b to see the science behind the self-healing check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area fine lab and tesla we were meant for each other. All right, next uh, next article. We're going to actually let's take a moment here and just talk about the. Um, and I don't have a picture here, so let's just kill this for a second. 
All right, Raj, tell us about the RC Cybertruck. You bought one. I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> Saw your video with Raj. Yes. So what's funny about that is when I, so I remember that morning, I remember seeing it come up and I was like, wow, that's pretty slick. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm not spending $400 on this. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and yet and, uh, I get to work <laughs> and one of my coworkers is like, wow, I'm surprised you're not getting one. And I was like, eh, you know what? Yeah. You know, I'll make a video and you know, maybe the video will just help offset the cost of the truck and whatever. Yeah. Sure, fine. Sure. I'll just buy one. And so I bought one, not thinking like I just I have this problem that I don't think on return on investment. Like, let me buy a second one <laughs> to save, you know, because like ideally I should have bought a second one that just never gets opened. My wife would have hated me for it, but yeah, storage wise, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Uh, in any case, so I bought one, got it. It's ginormous. I mean, the thing is like this big. You should have had um, it ready for the show, man. What's that? You should have had it ready to show us on the show and just pull it up. Where I is mean, it? it's just right back go there get it. go get it um go get it man go get it go get it show and tell show and tell and it comes in a huge box which is just <laughs> oh my nuts. god it's a huge box <laughs> that's it like a, it's a major suitcase yeah just uh just a oh, thing oh, logo on it look at it oh, this crap. is how big it is yeah you know compared to my head um and i mean you guys saw the don't hurt the your video mom. and stuff but yeah this oh no just seeing thing. the case now i want one Oh, you're yeah, going to pay very dearly, very... though. Uh-oh. Raj just hit his camera. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's uh -oh. back. We're all right. Your camera switched around, buddy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let me just put this down on the ground. There we go. We're back. Oh. Okay. Here we are. Let's see if I can get it in the frame. Okay. Oh, he's frozen. There we go. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. It's, you know, like compared to my head, you could just see just how big. I'm surprised I don't have my measuring tape nearby. But um, yeah, it's like big, about 20 but you can long. see that I had a lot of fun with it. Yes. So you can see, like. <laughs> so the thing about uh, the Cybertruck, it is not made of metal, it is plastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you flip it, um, yeah, you're going to get some. Uh, yeah, get some road it, is road. Not, it, is, it is not stainless steel. It is not bulletproof. No, sir. Yeah, there's dirt and pieces still like falling off of it right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. But um, it has, but yeah, it, that's, has, it has suspension, right? Yeah. So check this out. Cool. Oh, on wait, the back too. The... Yeah, you can. Give me close up of the tire treads. I want to see if. Oh, here we go. Tire man. Here we go. Uh oh my God they are yeah those are the actual Goodyear yep. MTRs holy crap that's amazing nice um oh wow they really went all out that's well, impressive uh, I'm sure they did a nice um like a tracks type of uh, a design I don't yeah. I don't think Mattel by the way there's like the dirt thing. and mud and stuff falling off from it all over me uh -huh. <laughs> uh -oh. so. You know, there was the first the first run with it and I was, you know, driving it carefully and you know, I took it on grass and I took it on, you know, a paved road and just nailed it. And it was fast. And, you know, getting it to go in a straight line, like I'm not an RC person, so I don't know a whole lot about, you know, remote control cars. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's even if you adjust the trim, when you're going that fast, you are not gonna go straight. And so your instinct is like, oh, let me 
Yeah, let, me, let me turn it. And uh, yet that's where the problems happen <laughs> because <laughs> the this, unlike the, the real Cybertruck, will obviously have the low center of gravity. What does Tesla always tout is that yeah. the rollover, the lack of rollover. Well, yeah. in this one, rollover is a big problem. Uh, when you're going that fast and you hit that turn, yep, you're, you're going to – and that's that was the first on my second day running it with Arash – you know, he had it on insane mode because he was trying to make this jump. And so he's like, here, you drive it. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to have it on insane mode. And he's like, don't just leave it. So I left it on insane mode and I started driving and it got a little out of control. And I jerked the controller and bam, flipped it. And it just, once it flipped once, the amount of damage that, that caused, I was just like, yeah, well, screw it now. Like, well, whatever. I mean, for a pound, right? <laughs> it's not new anymore. It doesn't anymore. matter how beaten up it is, though. It still works perfectly. It is fast and so what i understood was that it's one tenth scale but everything is one tenth including the speed so that insane oh, wow. mode speed is the one tenth speed of the actual cyber truck really uh, well yes. i think it's it's more if you scale up the top speed i think it's more something like 300 miles an hour or something did you guys see that video where somebody raced one against a performance model three it oh, left yeah, it yeah, for yeah. dead off the line Oh, well. I like it just poof, gone. I, well, I mean, like talking, the, the, the three took a while to catch up. You know, you're talking 10 pounds compared to 3,500. Well, exactly. No, the power to rate ratio is actually far superior than, than anything full size. Well, uh, it was funny because I, I hooked up a draggy to it. Yeah, I saw you did. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, cool. But, you know, like I've never, I've never used a draggy before, so I didn't really know. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not getting me the metrics. Well, that's because it's not hitting 60 miles an hour. So, right. you know, that's when all that metrics start to come in. But it, stamps how fast it got and so the little stamp i think the fastest was almost almost 30 miles an hour which in the rc community they're like that's nothing we go 65 and i'm like dude 30 was fast as hell for me so cool but well, uh, well, there you go but scale that up 30 times 10 is 300 right yeah so it's fast i mean right, scale so what's the fast. verdict is it worth the 400 bucks I think it's worth more like two, but that's just me. Yeah, yes. I, I, I would agree with that statement. At 200 yes. bucks, it's an easy sell. Minus the case. I don't think you really need all that fancy stuff. No, God. It doesn't even fit under my sofa right here. I was hoping like I could just tuck yeah. it away underneath, and it doesn't fit underneath there. I don't know where I'm going to put – like my wife was like, what are you going to do with that giant case? And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, maybe – the other thing is like I didn't want to sell it because it is pretty cool. Like – it's, it's definitely cool to look at and see and own whether it's actually worth like the actual play factor. Yeah. You know, like I would have loved if the tonneau cover was remote, like actual mm -hmm. motorized. Oh, wow. yeah. um, I bet you somebody not, does it. Yeah, probably. And then to what, to your point, Trevor is like the accurate, you know, like the attention to detail that Tesla does on their die cast not here, right? Like I, no. I called that out. In my video it was like even like the 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 back um, ramp, like it, it was like the off down. the yeah. ground, it didn't yeah. go like flush. Yeah, like little, little things. Yeah, okay, for sure. But I mean, I had fun that day. That Arash pushed me to damage it. I mean, as much <laughs> as bad as I felt about it, like it was still a fun day. See, if I get a hold of one stuff. of the things, I'm going to take my uh, my calipers to it. And I'm going to measure the body and I'll 3D model one and then I can print out new bodies when it gets all scratched up. Yeah, there yeah. You, you know, go. there is the thought of like, I mean, you, you cut sheets of, you know. Well, you know what I you should, should do is take the body off and find somebody who can vacuum form, right? And you can just make a thin shell and just 
on top or, you know, all yeah. those, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people that can do that stuff. I and mean, you reach oh, out yeah. to the RC community, they do that stuff all the time, right? I oh, think, yeah. You know, oh, uh, here's an interesting point. I did call Hot Wheels. I called Hot Wheels to say oh, yeah. like, hey, guys, you know, I've got some issues with mine. I, I wanted to bring up the point of like my tunnel cover gets stuck and it's not smooth. But I also wanted to ask them like, hey, could I get a new shell? Like, is there a way? Mm -hmm. Like what people are going to like, is this really meant to be a collector's item or is it meant to be used? Because if it's meant to be used, then there is an element to where like if something gets damaged, how do you get parts? Because yeah. where am I going to get parts from? So I called them horrible customer service uh, the really? worst like it, i i was talking to people in another country they were like they were like oh okay well we need to transfer you to some some other team some other technical support team specialized for this and those guys like never answered the call and then they were supposed to call me back i have I, today i've had zero um interaction or zero support from them so no that sucks yeah that all together is it worth it like mm, no. that's yeah. too bad yeah. Well, I have to remember, these things were limited edition models. They're not making any more, are they? Not, not, no. not, not, not that we're aware of. Well, yeah. Who knows? Didn't, um, um, I think it's just a matter of time before will... we get knockoffs out of China, though. Yeah, and I believe that Javier, somebody did respond to somebody asking about that, and mm -hmm. he go and something hinted at maybe. Hmm. So, I don't know. Okay. Who knows? But... That kind of bugs me too, because I'm just like, oh man, did I really just destroy a collector's item that was <laughs> never even supposed to be driven? Like, damn it, what's wrong with me? Oh man, <laughs> you had fun with it. You can't baby everything all the time. Yeah, I did. But that, that's the other thing too. It's like, it, that's new for me. I'm very OCD, so for me to do that was <laughs> welcome to. It the was club. healthy for you. <laughs> I don't know if it was healthy. I was pretty messed up for a couple of days. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> Cybertruck depression, man. <laughs> <laughs> What are they going for on eBay? Like twenty five hundred bucks or something? Uh, God damn it! I don't want to <laughs> that's it. That's just the worst trip. thing to bring. Sorry, but... he's just recovering. And sorry, you have to throw oh, that was the sorry. first thing I did. And that's, when I saw twenty five hundred dollars, I won't. Uh, yeah. God, that's a meme right there. <sighs> oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you live closer, man, we do a three D print body for you, man. Fix you all up. I know. All right, we're getting long in the show here. We got to move on. Okay, the next uh, next thing, let me share the screen so everybody that's on YouTube can see what we're doing here. Uh, let's pull this one up. All right, next one. Looks like there's a new software update uh, that is going out to the fleet. 2021 4.15.5. Green, our friendly uh, white hat green Tesla hacker. Love green. Yeah. Uh, he is reporting auto wiper code is now using all the cameras for input. So not just the front three cameras anymore. Um, he says, I, I wonder what the logic is here. If the windshield is clean, it's clean, even if the sides are dirty. Anyways, there's a lot of discussion about this. Um, I have some ideas as far as a video is going to do. <laughs> I'm going to get this thing. We'll see what transpires. Um, for those of you who, who might be tuning in, who are not aware, Tesla doesn't use in the Model 3 um, a traditional rain sensor like every other manufacturer does for automatic wipers. Tesla relies on their AI neural network vision-based system to detect rain on the windshield. It's been really hit or miss. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, yeah, people have a, a hard time with it. So anyways, uh, the bottom line, this code looks like they've implemented a new version of it. Now, one time Elon had called it deep rain, 
but we don't know whether they actually released that. Maybe this is the first iteration. Green says he's, he calls it Auto Wiper version 3 in a subsequent tweet. I don't have it here in front of me. Remains to be seen how better this is if they're actually implementing more cameras. I don't know what the logic is. Like he's suggesting um, how much extra cameras can help with this. I don't know. Any thoughts on this or... Well, I, I think a lot of the discussion, a lot of people brought up gate points, and that is, you know, sometimes just because of the way the car is so aerodynamic, rain doesn't make it necessarily all the way to the top. You know, you can get a lot of it at the bottom of the windshield and not at the top. The distribution isn't perfect. So if you're using the side cameras, they can see the spray on the road and they can help gauge. So it's giving the car a different point of view um, based on, you know, what it's what it's seeing. Because sometimes you just get, like, small artifacts or something dropping into the, the cameras. And they go, oh, there's something on the windshield. Like, oh, they and they, they, they go nuts. They flip out. So if the yeah. side cameras can look out and say, hey, there's nothing on the roads. They're dry. Then I will, say, I, I will yeah. say this. I mean, I don't know when the update came out, but I did notice a, a marked improvement in them when there was a, you know, whenever that last, I mean, the noticeable software update came out where it fixed most of them. I mean, other than them going spazzy occasionally, um, mm -hmm. it has been a lot better than it was originally. But anyways, I'm going to test this out whenever it comes. I've been checking my phone now daily to see if I got a new software. <laughs> Went through software update withdrawal, right? We all get that. We've been spoiled. It's oh, true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird. To, yeah, it has been a while. Speaking yeah. of which, this is a possible look oh, yeah. at version 11. Um, so anyways... Where did this come from? Because a lot of people have been asking about this. So there's a gentleman uh, who was uh, in charge of Tesla's UI team. He, re he, he left in March to start his own design company. And for a very short amount of time, he had this video posted on his website, which, which I linked to, by the way. Uh, but it was taken down. I managed to capture it. And it shows um, some, some uh, visual, uh, like computer mock-ups of what the UI could look like in version 11. So this right here, if you're looking on the, on the YouTube channel here, you'll see some, well, of course now it's just switched over. So now if you, uh, click on close or open on the doors and stuff, it flips the car around right now. It's more of a three quarter view. Um, yeah. in the last video, it shows, uh, more of the graphics on FSD. So right now the FSD beta that's going around has, you know, it's a large screen and it shows you a lot more stuff than people are used to. But in this video, it shows um, more of a scaled down, toned down version of it that shows you things that are drawn a little bit more properly. Uh, there's a map here. Here it is right here. So if you're looking at the video, you can see here, this is what, uh, what could possibly end up, the full FSD uh, final version could end up looking like. We don't know yet. Anyways, um, version 11 is uh, way overdue. We've been very spoiled over the last few years in about the fall time frame. We're usually getting a software update, version 9, version 10. We're now, you know, five months into 2021 and uh, no sign of V11. Uh, scuttlebutt going around is that we could possibly see it with the changeover when the S and the X come out, the new ones, because they now have the horizontal 17-inch screen. There were some spy shots of the software on those that looked a little different. So anyways, we'll see. Um, we were supposed to get a second part of the holiday update, which never materialized. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I forgot about that. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, I thought Maybe it was neat was to show and, uh, not much to say about this. It's just like, okay, it was a concept and it looks pretty, I mean, it looks close to what we have now, minus some changes and stuff. Uh, a lot of people are asking about this here. When did the Model S get a, a, a sunroof? <laughs> Um, uh, no, that's for cars. I already have the sunroof guys. <laughs> yeah. The, this the is old the, ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Answer, yeah. Use the G meter and the P 100 D. 
updated graphics there for the map. I wanted to I wanted to pause that part where it shows on the the map because I was wondering is is there anything on the map that was new like waypoints? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No sign of. Uh, here we go. I'll just I'll pause. It. Who, who ah, was that who, who dropped that oh. this week? I think it was Sean Sean Mitchell who said Polestar's got waypoints. Yes, oh, like, oh, did you see the problems he had? Unfortunately, yeah, with know. his with his test car, poor guy. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of yeah. trouble. Yeah, twelve volt battery died when he was testing out the pole, uh, the oh. Polestar. He was stranded on the road for over two and a half hours. He had to get an Uber back, two hundred fifty dollar Uber ride back to the airport. Anyways, it's a oh. I I was begging Sean. I said, "Did you vlog this thing so that we can get at least a video out of this?" Yes, yes. So, anyways, hopefully, there's we'll get um, out of that. someone else I know too is also testing another electric vehicle that non Tesla that had a very bad experience uh, yesterday or the day before. I won't steal the thunder, but no, no, let's don't. see. I'm pretty sure he'll keep the video in. Okay. Look forward to yeah. that. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's see here. Latest information, Tesmanian is talking about uh, Tesla's recruiting service technicians for its semi-truck program. This is not the first time that Tesla's been asking for people to submit resumes for technicians. This one's kind of interesting, though, because, and this comes from um, the head of uh, automotive or heavy uh, Tesla trucking, I should say, at, uh, at Tesla, uh, Jérôme Guillain, who was the guy who was in charge of the whole uh, semi-truck program at Tesla. Uh, he says, looking for additional mobile service technicians. If you have experience in Class A service and are passionate about Tesla and its mission, please apply. Uh, positions are available in Northern California and Nevada. Not a lot of people have talked about that, but I, that caught my attention right away. I think the way I read this is they're looking for technicians in the first two locations that Tesla is going to be using their trucks, Nevada and the Fremont factory. Uh, yeah. Tesla has been pretty vocal um, in the past about them being their first customers for this truck. So I, I'm I'm not reading into this in the sense that um, if you apply for this, you're going to get a, uh, a semi-truck um, service technician qualification for Vancouver or anything like that. Not necessarily now. Um, but I think this is the first step towards Tesla starting production and making sure that they have those two um, depots are looked at, you know, A and B points. Um, remember, Tesla makes the battery packs for the Model 3 and the Model Y in Nevada, and they have to bring them, truck them. It's about a 250-mile, 300-mile range uh, or distance between Nevada and the Fremont factory. And Tesla said that they would be using their own trucks, semi-trucks, as their first customers. So semi-truck is going into production, looks like, towards the end of this year. It's looking very promising. They've been testing trucks around the track in Fremont. So uh, anyways, if you're interested, I thought it was interesting to uh, let everybody know about this. But I, that little bit right there about the Northern California, Nevada caught my attention. What do you guys think? I, I think you're spot on. It makes complete sense. We know. I, I, I couldn't have explained it any better. I got nothing to add. I think you're right. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. I'm right. Move on. Okay. Um, last article before we get to viewer, listener, and questions. We don't have a lot of those questions today. As just the, Maybe it's just the COVID affecting us. But uh, anyways... Oh boy, tooting my own horn here again. Anyways, late breaking news for the guys who don't know. Tesla is now offering a pedestrian warning speaker retrofits for certain Model 3s and Model Ys. Um, so I had a source of mine who contacted me with the information. So here are the details. Um, the car has to be made after July 5th, 2019 through September 9th, 2020. This period represents the timing of when the wiring harnesses were included, but not the speaker. So 
Tesla had started putting in the grill on the bottom, like the front plastic diffuser with the grill. No speaker, wire, no wiring harness. And then they built the wiring harness, and then they started putting the speakers in. My car came with everything because my car had like a very early September build when I picked it up. So that is the time frame. Um, if you're interested in it, it's a $200 install, and that, I believe, includes um, labor. So it's not just the cost of the speaker. There's labor involved here. If you have a Model Y, your car has to qualify. It has to be built before August 14th, 2020. All cars delivered after that came with the speaker and everything that you needed. Um, refer to Tesla service bulletin. I think it's a service bulletin. S1-21-90.001. If you want to make an appointment to see if it's, ha um, if you can, um, sorry, to make an appointment with Tesla service. I'm told that uh, Tesla service can do it at their depots or through mobile. Um, if you're unsure, contact Tesla. They can look it up through your VIN and see where your breakpoint is. Um, but anyways, that's what I was given as far as information is concerned. Keep in mind, um, for a lot of people, uh, oh, by the way, it has to be done by a service technician because they have to provision the car so that it knows about the speaker. You can't just plug it in. Um, they have to provision it. They have to make a change in the vehicle's configuration. Only they have the laptops to be able to do that. And uh, there may be a subsequent software update you have to do on the car in order to enable the boombox feature, which is, of course, the thing that everybody wants. Nobody cares about the pedestrian warning. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they no. They want no. the boombox. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Screw safety. safety I, want, I, want, safety. I want to play my rock and roll through the speaker. Anyways, <laughs> um, I have boombox in my car. I've used it like twice, and it's just like, yeah, okay, never use it again. So anyways, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty expensive $200 to spend for something that you're probably going to use a couple times. The novelty wears off so quick. But anyways, there you go. You have it. Elon's finally following through. Took us six months. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, so for those of you who, uh, who have a qualifying car, you can uh, finally get that. So that brings us to the end of the news articles. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that or don't care? You know, if my car was eligible, I probably wouldn't be all that excited about it. The very fact that I can't get it because my car is too old, I'm like, Damn, me too. I want that now, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. You know, it's so funny because when I did a video, uh, my, like I said, my car um, had the PWS in the car, and I did a video on how to disable it. Just reach in and pull yeah. the plug. Because right. I, was, I was seeing so many comments when I talked about the PWS was, was coming because I, I got the first sounds that I released. And everybody's like, I hate that, I hate that, I never want that, I'm going to plug it and stuff. Okay, fine, I'll show you a video, and plug it if you don't like it. And then Elon says, we're going to make this fun, we're going to have speaker sounds and stuff, and then everybody lost it. Now everybody <laughs> wanted a retrofit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so I can't stand just... the default sound, it's so annoying. My car is silent, and I like it that way, but there is, just like Ian said, there's a little part of me, it's like, oh, that kind of you know, nice to play around mm -hmm. with the, the sound mm -hmm. that it makes when you go in forward is it's just white noise and you can't even really hear it but when you put it in reverse and it goes and starts backing up the, there are times when i put it into reverse and i'm always looking around making sure people are not looking at me because i'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> it's a little obnoxious <laughs> and i'm like i hear other cars and they make i mean there's lots of hybrids now that make the noise not like tesla does mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, uh, I wish Tesla's was a little less annoying, but oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on here to, um, to, uh, listener and viewer questions. By the way, uh, when we do the podcast, usually on Thursdays, I send out a tweet asking for people, if you have car or Tesla questions, please submit them through Google forms. So I want to say thank you to, well, two people that submitted questions today. We usually get about 10 to 15 
Uh, so let's jump into this. So the first one comes from Ken. I'm getting tongue-tied here. I must be tired. Um, he asks a tire question. He says, what type of tires did Eric get on his Model 3? Can you uh, get them for the Model S2? He's drive his driving style sounds like mine. Ian, uh, that's a question for you. Do you even recall what he what he had on his car? Do you remember? Yes, I know exactly what he has. Oh, he has the Michelin go. Tire Geek. Dude, what do you expect? <laughs> uh. In one ear, not out the other. No, exactly. It's it's really useless information to retain. I'm so much fun at parties, but what can I tell you? Uh, he's got Michelin Cross Climates, which okay. is a hugely popular replacement choice for um, folks like Eric, who are relatively uh, moderate and very safe, you know, sane drivers. Uh, it's a fantastic choice. Even though he's in Florida, he's never really going to be able to take advantage of the snow capabilities built into that tire, because the cross climate is not just an all season; it's an all weather. It's actually got the three PS mountain you. snowflake rating, okay. so you can use it, and you oh, know, nice. you can use it in genuine snow conditions. Um, and uh, so far, people are loving it. It's quiet. It's for Model durable. S, yeah, well, that's the question, right? Can you get it for the Model S? Now, I, I wish I'd seen this question earlier. I would have looked it up to see for sure. I would think you could. I mean, they've got such a fantastic reaction from the Model 3 community. They'd be insane if they didn't do it in the S sizing. You so know, for Ken, and, can you just repeat, uh, for Ken's benefit, can you repeat the exact model again so he can look yeah. it up? Michelin Cross Climate. Okay. Yeah. The original one was Cross Climate. There was Cross Climate Plus. Then now it's the Cross Climate 2. The next generation is out. But I mean, they're just minor refinements. But yeah, it's it's a nice all-around tire. If you want something that's comfortable, quiet, works in any weather, is relatively durable. It's it's really, uh, as we say in French, the Monsieur, Madame, Tout le Monde tire. It works for pretty much anybody. <laughs> the only person who wouldn't like it is if you're a lead foot, you know, and you really like to drive the car, like you know, in a spirited fashion, as we say. Then uh, yeah, this is not your tire because it doesn't like going ten tenths. You know, it's happy up to about seven tenths. Cool. But would you uh, say that those are the best tires that you recommend? Oh, we I would never make a blanket statement like that. <laughs> Go on the two forum. I started to thread on this because I get bombarded with yeah, questions on Twitter I and know. I'm so happy to help people. You know, it's like I've the internet has saved me from so many catastrophic things over the years. My way of paying back is a little bit of knowledge I can help people with, pay it back into the system. But that one gets out of control in a hurry. It's like, what's the best tire? And what I always like to throw back at people is like, well, what's the best food? And then they go, oh, I understand. It's like, you know, there's like thousands yeah. of different types of food and different restaurants and different types of cooking the same food. Like you can take a steak and cook it 16 different ways, right? It's the same with tires. There's no one answer to that. It could be hours long discussion. So what I did is I started the thread on the forum and it's like, okay, list the five things to you that are the most important. And we'll go from there. And people, it's now become an information exchange. You know, if you go yeah. on just the Model 3 uh, replacement tire thread, on Tesla just, owners on on forum, you just everything that. is there. We're up to like I don't know forty pages or something of discussion. It's it's a great oh, place. Awesome. Yeah, great I mean resource. if you it's, if it's, you came to me with a very very specific question between this tire and this tire, and I do this much mileage and and I I you know I don't mind. That's an easy question to answer, but it's it's not that simple. Just from because there's no one perfect tire. It all depends yep. on who you are, where you drive, how much durability do you want. All of these things factor into it. You know. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go, Ken. I hope that answers your question. Um, like I said, uh, I'll put a link to Ian. Remind me, and I'll put a link to the model 
And then uh, maybe if I'm in the forum thread, I'll put that in the show description. All right, next question comes from Daniel. He says, I'm working from home and have access to a high-powered wall connector, also known as the Tesla wall connector, or anybody's wall connector for that matter. He says, what's the best charge limit to leave my Model 3 at uh, now that my driving has decreased? I currently leave it at 75%. Thanks. Well, um, if you're in a Tesla, the lowest you can charge is 50%. That is basically what Tesla considers a long-term storage level. Um, remember, voltages are such that um, the lithium-ion batteries are happiest for long-term storage at about 50%. So if you're not driving all that much, and of course that's up to you to determine what your daily driving needs are. If you're, if you're just doing groceries around the town and you don't plan on doing a long trip, set it at 50 um, I'm in the habit right now of 60% because I'm not driving all that much. Um, if I know I'm going somewhere, if I need to go somewhere, well, then I change it. You can do it right on the app. So I don't think there's anything wrong with 75%. Um, but like I said, if you're doing anything for long term, you might want to consider reducing it a little bit just for longevity of the battery. Batteries on the Model 3, uh, all things considered, practically bulletproof. They're really, really resilient. Um, I mean, how many battery fires... Have we actually seen on the Model 3 compared to the Model S and the X? Virtually, virtually no, zilch. Like, virtually zilch. Uh, battery yeah. degradation. It's a real phenomenon, but really, really good. I mean, Raj, didn't you say something recently about your battery has been really, really good? Was that you or is that somebody else? Am I mixing you up with somebody? Uh, it might have been someone else. But I mean, even still with me, my battery has been, it's been great. You know, the thing is like battery topic is a <laughs> I can post one picture of my battery and it will just garnish like a gazillion tweets below it of just people like, Hey, what about mine? Like, you know what I say is that, you know, just drive the car and enjoy it. It's, set it's it to there. You've got the range. Yeah. Set and forget. Like there's so many things that will affect that range. I increased my tire size. My range went to shit. You know, I, you know, my, uh, the, the, uh, the wind is blowing the wrong way. I'm going uphill. Like everything will affect the range. Yeah, you know, there's so much, and yes, but I'll be honest. When I went from, I had, I was doing about 240 uh, a kilowatt hour um, prior on my 19s, and when I went with those 20s, oof. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm averaging about the price. 300. Yeah, yeah I'm paying the price for them but, looking but, but good. So but nice. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I just, I, it's just shocking to me that going from a 19 to a 20 could make that big of a difference. And that's what I tell people. It's just like, listen, you know, if I were to recommend something for someone, I'd say like, if you want to go big, go largest 19, don't go to the 20s. You know like what? They're, you're really loss of range. So my is, buddy's is... buying a Y and his wife wants the upgraded wheels. And I said, that's fine, but just know you're not going to get the rated range that they are saying no. that you're going to get. And that's the thing. That's I mean, my performance I can fix that. Oh, yeah, Ian can fix that. We have 20 inch arrows coming, baby. That'd be nice. That that's And that was my recommendation was I was like, I would not go with the Tesla aftermarket. I would buy the free ones and then get an aftermarket. Um, Absolutely. You know, EV0 so. ones, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like my car came with 20s right off the bat. I didn't change anything other than get the zero Gs. So for me... My normal is what the car gets, right? right. Um, if it if it does better, fine. But I'm not switching my wheels around just for extra range because it's plenty for what I need it, and I understand my car. Um, my recommendation for especially with new owners, as soon as you get your car, please for everything that is holy, switch it over to percentage. <laughs> yes. Uh, why Tesla insists on delivering the cars at rated 
rather than percentage is just, to me, is just insanity. Because nobody explains it to these new owners, and then they flood social media, and they're confused. It just, it's like, and, and I understand, there's a, and we've talked about this so many times, and yes, there's a case to leave it in rated range for some people. But the thing is, is that a cell phone doesn't show you talk minutes. It shows you battery uh, mm-hmm. percentage. Uh, gas cars, modern gas cars have a trip computer in there where it shows your range, but you, it's not on the display normally. It still has a gas gauge that shows you empty or full. So oh, that's actually true. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. But I do. Th- I, I I was thinking of it that they did it because it's a easy step from ice to EV because some of the modern day ones now show you've got range miles damage. left and so forth. But I didn't think about the older ones. You're well, absolutely here's, right. Here's the thing, and I do recommend people when they first get the car drive it down to twenty percent. That's when it goes into the orange. Make note of what your rated range is left. Make a mental note, and then that way, when you switch it to percentage and it hits 20, you know roughly how much range you have, and then that's the time to seek charging. And that's the way I operate. I don't care what the range is because the range fluctuates so damn much anyways. It's just like I just drive it on a daily basis. I don't even look at the, the battery meter unless I go on a really long trip and I know from experience that, okay, I might have to do a charge. But I use the trip computer, and the trip computer takes all of that away. I, I will add to that, um, this has become an epidemic during the pandemic. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah. I hope Eric's listening. He might appreciate well, that, that. There's our show title right there. <laughs> there we go. So so what's been happening is exactly, you know, Daniel's question. A lot of people have been lowering their charge rates, you know, like I've been leaving mine at 40 or 50% um, exactly for the reasons described because the car just doesn't go anywhere. But we all know... And Trevor and I know from very real world experience that Mm -hmm. if you're constantly charging small amounts in the middle of the pack range, like from 20, 30, 40, up to 60%, never going to the bottom, never going to the top, your BMS, your battery management system, which is what generates that that calculated range limit, uh, gets very, very confused. So that causes two problems. It means that you might get down below 10% and the car might quite suddenly run out of range, you know, as what happened to us when we came home from the lightning run last year after supercharging the car like a hundred times in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, It just didn't know which way it was up. So if you're you're constantly in that middle range, like 40, 50, 40, 50, 40, 50, even between 30 and 70, we've seen this happen where the rated range gets way out of whack and you're like, oh my God, I've got 20% battery degradation. No, your BMS is confused. So the solution to that is run it down to like around 5%, let it sit there for a couple hours, jack it up to 90 or 100, let it sit there for an hour, then bring it back down again. I guarantee you, you'll come right back within a hair of whatever your original factory rated range was. That is the solution. But there's a huge thread going on the Tesla owners online forum right now about battery degradation and, and people are losing their minds. And I guarantee you the large number of them is because we're all running in this little middle zone Mm-hmm. where the car has, it, it just never sees either end of it the voltage see, spectrum. Yeah. Exactly. So everything gets out of whack and it just gets confused and there's nothing wrong with the battery. You didn't break it. You yeah. just need to reset yeah. it. Well, and that's it's the thing the that, first, I, go ahead, Frog. Go ahead, Trev. No, no, go ahead. No, the first time I actually ever experienced that, uh, Ian, was I was at a supercharger and I was like, why? I was on a road trip. I was like, why is it taking so long to get 100%? Yeah. And then someone was like, hey, it's it's recalculating and it's filling up every cell to 100% and realizing what, 
the true 100% is because you don't normally always charge to 100%. So letting right. it know it's low and letting it know it's high. Exactly what you said, Ian. Couldn't agree with you more. It's all about voltages. And for those of you who are new to electric vehicles, uh, we're not talking about fuel anymore that we're burning. It's about voltages. And these packs have, oh, in the case of Tesla, several thousand of these little cells in the battery pack, and they're organized into series and, and parallel modules. And each one of those is monitored by the computer systems, the battery management system, they're the BMS. And when you do 100% charge, it's, it's very fast to charge a battery when you're at a low state of level, because you can just chuck electrons out of it, right? But when you get past 80%, it's like filling a glass of water. If you don't slow down, you're going to overflow. But in this case, the battery needs to know, or the system needs to know where to put these electrons. And the way it does that is by measuring the voltages. And unfortunately, we don't have access as users to the Tesla service panel that's built into the car that shows you, because they they have a service panel where it shows you, and I have a picture from my Model X when I was able to get into it once with some assistance, um, mm -hmm. where it shows you all the voltages from all the little modules. Anyways, when you're doing 100% charge or above 80%, I should say, it takes longer because the system is measuring these voltages from all these different cells, highs and lows, and trying to balance them. And that's literally what it's called. It's called balancing. And that process of charging, trickle charging up and trickle charging down takes a long time. And that's why it takes so much longer to charge when you go to 100%. So anyways, it's a game of voltages. Just learn it. But for daily driving, yeah, 80-90% is fine. If you're in the cold and you need to go on an extra long trip, yeah, you set it to 100% because you're going to burn off that first 100% pretty quickly just heating the cabin yeah. and the battery and electronics and stuff. So anyways, if you're doing, um, like I said, if you're not doing too much driving, just just chuck it down a little bit. But uh, yeah, Ian's absolutely right. There's times when it can get out of whack. And uh, the solution is just do 100% down, up. And then you're good to go. And, and again, not to dissuade anybody from using the 50%, uh, because we've had Kyle Connor on here, and Kyle is Mr. Battery Wizard, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yep. his word is gold. And he was like, yeah, 40 to 50% on Tesla batteries is the super long-term happy range. Like, don't get really anal about it, but there's there's no harm at all. That's what the battery is going to, you know, really, really be happiest with if it has to sit there for months at a time. Yeah. But uh, do expect that you might suddenly see a weird drop in your rated range. And no, you didn't break the battery. You just need to reset it. <laughs> oh, it's all speak good. Speaking of which, I should yeah. add one more thing, and, uh, and we're going to finish the show here. Um, when you're doing long-term storage, if you can, um, turn off things like sentry mode and stop checking on the battery. <laughs> the car... <laughs> Um, I know it's really tempting to check your app and see what the charge limit is, or what your charge is on the car. Listen, when the car sits for a while, it goes into a deep sleep and it turns off a whole bunch of stuff and the battery will just sit there, not like vampire drain and all this other stuff, especially if you turn off um, sentry mode, which keeps the autopilot computer alive, which sucks a lot of juice. Um, if you turn that off and you stop checking on it, it will last a long time. You have to watch Bjorn's video. He, he went away for a month and his Model 3 came back and it lost nothing because he turned everything off. The moment you fire up your app because you're anal and you want to check, it has to wake up the whole system and expend a whole bunch of energy. And then it takes a long time for it to go back in sleep mode. So anyways, just trust me on this. Set it and forget it. Don't check on it. It's going to be perfectly fine. If you don't believe me, go watch Bjorn's video. And this applies, by the way, if your car is not plugged in. Obviously, you know, if you don't have access to charging and, and you want it to sit on its own and you can't plug it in. If the car is plugged in, check it every day. There are children. We have to check on them, right? Yeah, we're we're OCD. Yeah. As long as it's plugged in, there's no harm. Yeah. Even if it's 110, just plug it in yeah. and the car will yeah, take yeah. care of itself. Just leave it alone. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the show. Uh, Raj, since you're our special guest, you get to go first. Plug whatever the hell you want. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, Tesla underscore Raj, or on YouTube, youtube.com slash Tesla Raj. Uh, just making videos, educating uh, as much as I can about electric vehicles, um, Teslas, and everything under. And, of course, if you have any personal questions um, about Tesla or, or your vehicle or something you're trying to purchase or whatever it may be, um, they can email me, raj at teslaraj.com. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, my friend. We always Thanks enjoy your me. company. It's always fun to have you on. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, All so. right. Uh, Ian, where can people find you if they want to chat with you? Well, before I do that, I'm going to step in and I'm going to fill some pretty big shoes here because uh, something that I did today that's uh, since we're missing our, our, our social conscience, our, our moral compass of the show, Mr. Camacho, I, I'd like to try and do a little bit of what I think he would like to have done. I actually got my vaccine today and I was so excited, so excited to Congratulations. do that. So, yeah, we're very fortunate in Canada. Things are ramping up now. People like myself in the 50s and now 40s and 30s, we're all going to start to get them soon. So wherever you're living, I hope you're uh, in good health. I hope you, friends, family, everybody's doing well. But please, we're fighting a war here, whatever it takes to convince you. So far, the science on this is excellent. The vaccine is safe. It's our best way out of this. Please, for the love of God, go get vaccinated. Please. My personal... Little shout out on mine and I think Eric's behalf. I think he would approve of that message. Yes, agreed. So uh, there's that. And then, of course, where to find me on Twitter, at uh, Ian Pavelko is the handle. If you have any questions about wheels, tires, or something I may be remotely helpful with, I'm always uh, open to doing so. Very happy to do so. DMs are open. You can find me at Tesla Owners Online. Uh, the handle is Mad Hungarian. Uh, be sure to put the at sign Mad Hungarian, all one word, and then I will appear because I'm lazy and unless I see a <laughs> pop up on my computer i won't necessarily find you but if you tag me i will show up i promise and i'll help and uh finally if you're looking for something in the air you can go to my um teespring store teespring.com and look up mad hungarian evolveware in the search tool you will land on my store you'll find all the evolveware shirts plus this new little handy dandy one i really came cool. up with which i thought was fun roger you see Love this it. Rove it till you stole it. Rove it like, so you, rove it like you, stole you stole it. it. Exactly. <laughs> with, with the little rover. Yeah. Rover this wheel. I saw months ago when NASA published those pictures yeah. of the original Mars rover wheels, and they've actually worn the treads out. There's sections of the wheel missing. That's how much they drove them. Yeah. So I just thought, rove it like you stole it, baby. It <laughs> the most I did a appropriate shirt. shirt for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I thought so. So that is it's, cool. it's a very niche wheel slash space geek combo. <laughs> if you are so inclined, it's there. It's available. That's an awesome shirt. Very cool. Well, I guess it's my turn. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, uh, very active on Twitter. You can find me at Tesla Owners Online. Uh, check out the forum at teslaownersonline.com. The friendliest and awesomest place to talk about Tesla in a friendly environment on our forum. It's totally free. You can go sign up. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, you know, we got to monetize it with ads and stuff. So if you don't want the ads, you can just upgrade your account and stuff for a few bucks. And you're off and running. Um, lastly, I, I want to take a moment and thank um everybody who uh donated uh on on twitter to the canadian cancer society on behalf of my sister uh my sister is um has terminal cancer and she's not doing well matter of fact she was just moved to palliative care today so i just want to say thank you on her behalf um she was very adamant that she wanted to do something in the sense of trying to raise money at whatever she could um so that it would potentially help somebody else and potentially 
cure this this cancer blight, and nobody should ever have to suffer through this. So I want to say a heartfelt thank you for everybody who's who's donated either through her campaign that she had on Facebook or or just donated directly, um, like many did on on Twitter. It means a lot to her. I get a chance to see her on Saturday. Um, they've made some very special arrangements uh, through us uh, at the hospital because of the COVID lockdown and stuff. We, we can't just have visitors and stuff. Um, so we get to visit her. Uh, hopefully it won't be the last time, but um, yeah. And uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been sending out their kind thoughts and stuff. It really helps a lot with the family. She's in good spirits, um, but she understands her fate. And um, yeah, the family uh, has been reaching out. And uh, So anyways, I'll leave it at that. I want to say thank you to everybody. And um, that's it for this show. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining everybody. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bonsoir tout le monde.